0: Illegal Pete's is back and we are so pumped to have them on board again as you guys know the pandemic shut down lots of restaurants and Illegal Pete's was one of them they've been back in action for a while now and we couldn't be happier to promote them they have a bunch of awesome new stuff going on including their sound check promotion which is an ongoing promotion at all locations that offers a free draft beer or house marg with purchase of an adult entree when the guest shows a same day ticket to any event so jump on that if you're Starting to go out do things again, Illegal Pete's can hook you up. They also launched their party margs during the pandemic, which are 32-ounce house margaritas, four times larger than their normal one. You can get stuff during happy hour at all locations from 3 to 6 p.m. every day. $1 off all drafts, $1 off house and coin-style margs, $20 party margs, $1 off large chips and queso as well. Just a bunch of awesome deals right now. Also, apparently their queso is really great and people love knowing that. So now you know. Head on over to Illegal Pete's and get yourself some awesome food today. VR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get an amazing odds boosts. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by A.J. Hayfley. We are back after Memorial Day, and the Avs decided to have a lot of news happen. Some of it related to them, some kind of tension related to them. Anyway, a bunch of stuff happened. We're going to talk about all of it on today's show. Let's start with the best news of the day for the Avs, I guess, or at least certainly the best news of the day for Philip Grubauer, who has made the final three in Vesna voting in the NHL. Top three goaltender in the league. It just so happens that he will be playing very likely tomorrow night against another goaltender who made the top three in the league in Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, AJ and I were kind of chit-chatting before the show I think both of us probably are cool with him Think he deserves it Both a little bit surprised he actually made the top three Yeah, I'm definitely surprised he made the top three Because there was not really a very wide social media campaign or presence uh, made for, Made for him And that's usually how these things happen um, I think this is probably the result of people just looking at Grubauer and going, Geez, that guy's pretty good. <laughs> his numbers are great. He's doesn't really have a single pock mark there. Yep. Um, until you start getting into the Certainly things like on his the, simple stats, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. All of his surface stuff is really it's quite excellent, but it's the it's the goal saved above average stuff that you're like uh eh, could could be more is, here yeah yeah this is this is where they they're going to this is where he he will lose ground here um and didn't matter so yeah. i'm i'm about it i i think it's awesome for him uh i'm surprised i certainly thought he was going to finish top 5 oh yeah but probably just miss out on the top three is yeah. I think what we both kind of figured but but I'm I'm surprised he's a finalist I have no expectations beyond this um, these were the two guys that I think that were the obvious candidates here a yep. little surprised that Hellebuck given given the Vesna that he just won didn't sneak in there yeah yeah sure. didn't didn't get a little bit more love it's almost like bro, we gave you the Vesna last year. We expected you to be amazing. And then he was, and they were just like, well, your um, the amazingness is just average. I mean, it's, it's just expected. It's such a tough year because of all the noise, right? You have guys like Nedeljkovic. You have guys like Dreger who put up great numbers, but those dudes started 23 games each. Yeah. I don't think that's hard. If if they had put up like, you remember a couple of years ago when Brian Elliott put like 40 games in St. Louis and he put up like a 940 save percentage or something? Yeah, yeah. It was insane. It's like, look, that forces your hand because that is unbelievable. But how, up how, a, how few games is too few well in a, in a shortened season if you're look if you're not even playing 50 percent of the games your your play has to be much 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 higher than everybody else's to get into the conversation for the record 23 is exactly half so no, that's not right no I've, it's not I swear I've, I've looked at numbers before 23 is significantly less than half um anyway it's like 40 percent yeah twenty three would be half of forty six, you know, yeah. only off by ten. Good job, Rudo. Uh anyway, you have you have things like that. I see chat talking about it a little bit here, mentioning Varlamov's name as well. Nope. He just it didn't it didn't continue as the year went on. Save percentage is still real nice, but i I think the league is in a place now where Berry trots in the trot system is a known quantity, a little bit. Yeah, we're like right now, while trots and corn are there uh, and Greco are there, those guys are going to be like you have to put up a high save percentage in that yeah. system. The, everybody knows that the defensive system that brings low, lower goal totals, etc., is going to come out of there. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are like, and that's why, that's why you, as a voter, is that's why you dig into things, right? Like, that's Mm -hmm. why you, that's why you get into these conversations. Uh, and you start to, you start to peel the numbers back and you start, okay, well, who really did have the most impressive number? And that's, this is really where I think Hello Buck kind of come, kind of got the short end here. Because when you start to peel those numbers back, like, first of all, Phil Grubauer is playing behind an insane defense. Um, I think, I think I did the math on it, and he, he faced less than 25 shots per game that yeah. he appeared in. Uh, uh, it's, so. it's like absurd, yeah. 40 games, 916 saves made on 993 shots, so. Yeah. Uh, One of those was a relief appearance, but. I think I I should just look this up before I just am wrong about this, but he was, he was top three in minutes played among goaltenders this year, and I think he was 15th in shots faced. So, yeah, I believe Hellebuck definitely played more and Vasilevsky played more. Yeah. Looks like probably Markstrom played more, too. Okay, well, top five, then. Yeah, I know he was among the league leaders and because he started constantly. Yeah, he's fifth. Bennington played more as well. Okay, Um, so he's fifth in he's fifth in minutes and 15th in shots. Facing like, significantly, like it, it's a the, much lighter workload. Of the Grubauer's. other four, the lowest shot total is Markstrom with eleven sixty mm-hmm. one. To hours under a thousand. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, noticeable. I, well, and I think that's, I think that's, that's part of the conversation there too. Is that, um, the. Grubauer's workload was just so much easier. Yep. Um, And again, and you compare it straight up next to Hellebuck, Hellebuck, much tougher job. Yeah. Playing behind a really, really, really not good Jets defense. The argument I would make here, and yes, like completely valid caveat that he had a lighter workload, but there are two goalies i guess three if you count Nadelkovic, but flurry and grubauer were the two goalies that played at least 25 games that had the magic goals against of under 2 yeah like look grubauer's workload might have been lighter but he also did with he, he did an exceptional job with it
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that's why that's why i'm not sitting here saying it's not it's not earned it's not you know it's the the if any it's it was a pleasant surprise that grubauer got to be a finalist yeah um, totally i don't think it i don't think it changes any of the math in the offseason in terms of his contract or anything yeah i i don't disagree with that either yeah am um, i don't see. you are already paying him it. to his numbers anyway so yeah exactly um Optically, it would just make it harder to let him walk if he wants to. If he if he wanted to, if like if he wanted to ask for eight million a year, it yes. would be it would be a lot harder I mean, just from a PR standpoint to let him leave when it's like, <laughs> you know, you oh you're gonna let. I mean, is a, that as much, go. Is that a, as much a fear of? If he does the thing with the Vesna, which I don't think either of us expect them to come even close to winning, but if he does the thing and and gets it, some team out there might actually be crazy enough to give him an $8 billion deal. Well, if you're starting a franchise brand new, you're the Seattle Kraken, yeah, you're looking at goaltenders... here's a top three, one in the league last year Has and to be you have right? money to spend. <laughs> if you're, if you're the Edmonton Oilers and it's been a revolving door there and you're about to buy out Miko Koskinen's terrible contract and Mike Smith is 39 years old. You know, is he 39? Is he 40 now? I, geez, He's I don't old. know. He's anyway. Like, yeah. If, if, if Mike Smith's, if, if Mike Smith's over the hill ass is what you're looking at bringing back. And you and and the Oilers actually have some, they actually have some money. This year, they actually have some salary cap space. Is that not a temptation to throw to throw up eight million dollars at Grubauer and be like, I mean, it's Edmonton, so they'll find a way to mess it up, but. Well, and I, let's be real. I think $8 million for Phil Grubauer would be probably a mistake. Probably a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that it would be messing it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are trying to set the record for most shows live at once at the moment, I think so. Yeah. Why aren't the Rockies live right now? Yeah. Get them in on this party. We're got, we have on our YouTube channel. <laughs> Drew and Drew and Patrick just being lazy asses right now. <laughs> um. Anyway, look, Grubauer has been great. The numbers show that to a certain extent. Him getting top three is great, but doesn't really matter. In in one, the sense that I don't think anyone expects him to actually win, but in two, that anything that would come with this has kind of already played itself out. Uh, the only thing that could really increase his value at this point to me is winning a cup yeah so yeah um i think that i think we've talked about this that look the, there's um there's a certain stigma but like in a positive way uh, with guys that win Stanley cups with the, for go- goaltenders specifically for skaters. There's like, you have like a contract for life in the NHL yeah. on a Stanley cup team, especially if you're like a defenseman teams, will just sign oh my on that forever. <laughs> Chat. We will get to all of this news you're talking about throughout the show. I promise we'll get there. Yeah. We're, we're in the, we're, we're in the uh, first period so yep. we've got a lot of show left. It's not like it's not like when we get that guy that rolls in at the 48-minute mark and is like, hey, can you guys talk about this? And we're like, bro, 35 minutes ago, my man. <laughs> you all made it on time today. Good job. <laughs> we didn't have a show yesterday, so we've got lots to get yeah, to Yeah, lots of news. Lots of news. Rudo, what did you do? With no show yesterday, what was your day like? Oh man, I didn't do anything useful with my time. No. I I did nothing. Well, I slept a lot, first of all. Uh. Second then I did nothing. Then the Reeves news came out. Mm -hmm. So I angry tweeted about that for a while. (laughs) And then the Leafs game started. So (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You you get some better time in than me at least.
1: I was with someone who's a Leafs fan and it was so heartbreaking for them that I felt bad.
0: I, well, we'll, we we'll, we're talking about this later, but uh, no, I, I laid in bed until 4 PM uh, listening to of monsters and men and Lord Huron doing nothing. I just listened to music all afternoon. It was incredibly relaxing and peaceful and, really helped uh, really helped recharge some of the batteries. It really, it was nice. So it was a nice day off. Fair and then right. the Reeve stuff happened and it was sort of like clown ass league. Well, we can talk about that again in the second period. First of all, we're brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get it on tap down at the DNVR bar, or you can find their beer and hard seltzers at a local liquor store near you. Actually, you can get the seltzers down at the bar now, too. We got all of the products down there. So check them out today. Highly recommend. I really, truly believe they do not have a bad beer. I like all of them. So get their stuff. Support our partners. Be awesome. All that. You know the drill. Breckenridge Brewery is dope. We're also brought to you by Solace Meds. They have four different locations here in Denver. I hope you all checked them out yesterday because they had a bunch of amazing deals for Memorial Day. But they have more coming up as well. Right now, they have some banging deals for the entire month of June, including 15% off all Gold Shelf Concentrates, 20% off Juana Tinctures and Tarts, 20% off all Mountain Select and cartridges, as well as many other products as well. So, you know. Check out the products. See what they have special deals on. And don't forget to use code DNVR20 to get 20% off and get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. Go online. You can purchase your products. Set it up for pickup. Just roll in. Get your stuff. Get out. Super easy at SolaceMeds.com. S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. Again, use that DNVR20 code at checkout to get 20% off. And... When you're saving money, because you're using all of our 20% off codes, use that money saved for an annual membership to the DNVR. Make a bunch of awesome content, whether it's AJ's writing, whether it's Evan's grades, whether it's our content here on YouTube. I know all of y'all are extremely generous people when it comes to Super Chats. Uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. YouTube takes 30% of those. So if you want to support us directly, buy an annual membership to the website and that will 100% of that essentially will support us. So yeah, hopefully y'all like us enough to do that a little bit. Also be sure to like, and subscribe to the YouTube video because that helps us a lot too. So do all that, hook us up, you know, do the good stuff, come experience the vibes at the bar. Sure, tomorrow night will be great. And then obviously the uh the weekend games are always crazy at the bar. So come early. Come hang out. Come have a good time. Uh we're gonna we're gonna try. I know a lot of you can't make it down, so we're gonna try it. We're gonna see how y'all like me sitting there, probably just swearing a lot on on a microphone and camera live for game two. Uh Evan's supposed to be there too. Yeah, I think. Both of us will probably be on on cam live live watch along style. A lot of you seemed interested on Twitter, so we'll, we'll give it a go. If you guys want to hang out, I'll have chat up live during the game. You can uh, you can chill. Uh,
1: we are also going to try, depending on which you guys like better. We can't do it at the same time, but having a live shot of the bar throughout the game.
0: So. Yeah. When I'm super boring, you can switch to that one and enjoy the vibes.
1: Can't do it at the same time, but we can figure out which one.
0: <laughs> yeah, as I'm saying, game two, I can be there super boring, and then game three, we can have a live shot of the bar, and people will be like, this is way better. All right, second period. Let's let's do the Ryan Reeves conversation first. Um, two games. Uh, what do you even say? I mean... One game for each middle finger that they just oh, gave Nazim Kandri. Yeah, that sounds about correct. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I said everything I had to say on the show after the game. Like, yeah, same. It's it's appalling. It's not even a hockey play. There's he in the video from the department of player safety that's released they're like all right check out all these things he did also he like agreed that he pulled out part of Ryan Graves hair and agreed that the only reason he did it was retaliatory so like yeah. the implication there being this was blatant intent to injure the 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 watching the video as they started to stack everything up yeah. and they were like okay well this was bad and this was bad this is bad this made it worse, and then this made it worse, and this made it worse. Ryan Reeves has been suspended for two games. I, I think. All right. I think the the part that struggles for me. Graves finished the game. Yeah, you know. he's fine, thankfully. But he finished the game. He practiced fully. He's he's good to go. The part that he really have as much hair. I'm struggling with in this is like. Look, reasonable people can disagree. Like, I think the Graves hit was fine. A lot of people don't. I, I thought it was, it's it's bang, bang. Um, I think it, I, I think them penalizing it is fine um, because you can make the argument that it's late. Beyond yeah. that, I have no issues. Same. I thought the patch already hit was over the line. A lot of people thought it was fine. Point being... On those two hits, I think there's a real discussion there. And like like I said, reasonable people can disagree. Mm -hmm. I'm looking around Twitter. I'm looking around Reddit. I'm looking around the internet. I don't see a single person defending Ryan Reeves on this. I don't see a single person that doesn't think he should get more. Even Vegas fans. All the Vegas fans think he should get more. Yeah. Like, how do you screw it up that badly? Yeah, the other, the thing that also blew me away was that they hammered Kadri for history. Yep. Reeves has history. Reeves was suspended last September in the freaking bubble. Yep. And like Kadri obviously like took a year off from his shenanigans, but still got the book thrown at him because of history. Like his history played a big role in that. But Kadri's hit also comes within the context of playing the game. He's the their hockey things are happening. He's trying to separate a player from a puck. There isn't a single hockey related thing that is taking place while while Ryan Reeves is ripping out Ryan Graves's hair and and kneeling on his neck. What are you doing? Like in I don't I don't understand why. why the NHL is is dropping the hammer on hockey plays and yeah and not on essentially essentially giving a free pass here because two games for a limited fourth liner whatever like yeah. <laughs> not making not made not getting not getting a, a their normal paychecks during the postseason anyway it's all money that gets split evenly, so he loses nothing. Eight, the eight k of his thirty k bonus or whatever yeah, yeah. he loses, he loses, he loses two. He doesn't get to play in two of the games. Pretty much, that's what it is. Uh, to to chat's point here that some of you are making, mm-hmm. look, just go read a Vander Kane's tweet about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that would have been the worst punishment for Vegas, but. There's a. I mean, I mean, at what point are we talking about a Rafi Torres type of situation here where you just can't allow a dude to play in the league? Like, and I, mean, I am. And this conversation is open to more than just Reeves here. You can have this conversation about Cadre, too, if you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kadri has this was his fifth suspension, fifth, I think. Yeah. Fifth or sixth suspension. Um, I think this was his sixth, actually. Um, now I just want to go dig up the story because I had them all listed out. This yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it's... And and almost all of them have just been dangerous plays. Yep. You know, not like... Ah, this, this was like a... Like, remember when Eric Johnson got suspended because he hurt Nemesnikov in Denver? Like, he... And it was like a weird... He, he hit him when he was like at the goal line and then he went face first into the boards and it was like just whatever. a weird play yeah yeah and it was like that's that's a that's a really weird situation and you know whatever right yeah Kadri's, cadre's a lot of them have just been dangerous and you have to have the same conversation about Kadri that you do all the other guys i i do th- i do wonder especially given that it's george Paros. And that he was Ryan Reeves. Yeah, the whole when he gentleman connection there. And too. well sure and, is sketchy, but not not even getting into that, but I do wonder because Ryan Reeves is an enforcer and one of the last ones in the NHL today. I do I do wonder if like some of the light handedness is just because the league is is Paris is saying, look, this is his job. This is what his team is paying for him. And that's not the case with Kadri. They're paying that dude for. I mean, oh, you know, they're paying that dude to play hockey and actually do things and do something with a puck, do something other than just go run into people because he's a huge what? human being. And so I, I do. I do wonder how much Paros is like. Well, I had that job. I'm I not mean, gonna. I'm not gonna drop the hammer on this guy because he's doing what his team asked him to do. I'm I'm not going to say anything here that the New York Rangers didn't already pay a quarter million dollars to say. Yeah, it's it's true. But yeah, I, like how can you have that stance as the NHL? Because uh, maybe I'd be more okay with it if the NHL just came out and was like, "Look, we're okay with hurting people, but not in a hockey play." It just if your job is to hurt people, then it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I I think it's stupid. I did my best after the Cadre 8 game suspension to wait and not immediately hammer the Department of Player Safety despite a couple other incidents that were handled lightly after the Cadre suspension, but... You give that two games and it's like, I shouldn't have given you the benefit of the doubt anyway. And now I never can again. So. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It was, it was, it's, it's a joke, dude. Yep. Agree. Anyway. putting that away. Moving on going to talk about something else oh my thoughts on pete DeBoer's comments I and mean, pete DeBoer's a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> he can blow it out his ass that i don't know how i don't know how that man kept a straight face talking about ryan reeves as one of the cleanest enforcers that he's ever seen shut up dude uh, like i don't mind you going to the mat for your guy i understand that as a coach that's kind of a thing that you have to do but Jesus Christ, dude! Try and That's... try and maintain some modicum of self-respect while you're doing it. They... Just just blatantly slobbing the knob like that. What an embarrassment, dude! I mean, unbelievable. There's no universe where he believes what he said, right? Yeah, exactly. Like... That's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no universe where Peter Pete DeBoer is seriously like. Oh, I'm all the respect in the world for Brandi. Dude, he's been <laughs> the cleanest enforcer. In my 13 years on the just Shut up. <laughs> yeah, like what a joke, dude. Did you did you feel that way when when you were coaching the Sharks? Like, <laughs> hell no, you didn't feel that way. So again, I completely understand going to the map for your guy. Like, like that's, that's just what a coach does. Keep it in the realm of reality. But, oh, my God, dude, do, do you need to galaxy brain it? No, just shut up. We could have easily just said, look, it was after the whistle in a scrum. I thought it was clean. Haven't really looked at any of the tough angles. So we'll see. Dude, if I'm if I'm as fired up about what these clowns are saying as I am, I wonder how a guy like Landis Cox feels. Now I know yeah, that they have their their sights on a bigger picture. There's a bigger goal in mind than like make Pete DeBoer feel bad for stuff that he said. But how do you not want to just like stick it to these guys and be like, "Oh yeah, Izzy, all right." And then when you're going through the handshake line at the end of the series, be like, "Yeah, cleanest enforcer you've ever seen, huh? Fuck you, Pete." <laughs> I,
1: How aggressive do you think Game Two is going to be because of all of this?
0: I that, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it will be either. Really? Yeah, I you think don't think there's going to be
1: retaliation?
0: No, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna to tone it back a little bit, Here. Uh, and they're gonna. They're gonna see. My fear is not Game Two. My fear is Game Four. You put Reeves back in the lineup. DeBoer will probably fucking start him. Oh, see, mine is game three because it's the old Detroit thing. You wait until you're on your home ice to start some shit. Definitely. uh, There's a conversation for game three, too. But my fear is that Reeves doesn't know how how else to do it. He's going to get back in the lineup and he's just going to do the same shit again. Yeah. And the abs are going to be sitting here looking at the NHL like, heaven forbid Reeves does something that hurts somebody. And the ads are going to be looking at the league like, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah. Anyway. We kind of reopened it, but I'm putting it back in the box now and we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, things aren't going to significantly change with Keegan Colesar in the lineup. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, look, if you're going to try and hide Bowen Pyram, and... In... He's not he's not the guy that we think he is then. Yeah, straight up. Um anyway. Let's talk about the leaves. <laughs> All right. But not how does it affect the leaves, but how do the leaves affect the avs? <sighs> Because that's the way this arrow goes this time. Oh, this is this is most of my life anyway. Anything that happens in the NHL, my first thought is, all right, what does this mean for Colorado? Yeah, same. But the so, meme is how does this affect the Leafs? So, yeah. Um, with the Leafs dropping game seven to Montreal, Avs are guaranteed if they get through Vegas, which is a big if they will play the representative from the North Division in the semifinal, no matter what, that being Winnipeg or Montreal. Um, The AJ has said since the dawn of man that none of these teams scare him, so does it really matter? (laughs) When you look at Montreal versus Winnipeg, man, what's the difference? Yeah. (laughs) Like, somebody in the chat earlier was like, oh, I got to go, but I definitely don't want to see Carey Price in round three. So you'd rather see Connor Hallibuck? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but to me, that's a lot worse. Yeah, I think I'd take Price right now. Well, that's a lot worse. Plus, plus Winnipeg has centers. Like, uh, Mark, Sh- Mark Shifley and... PLD and Paul Stasny like those guys, those they have actual guys down the middle, whereas Montreal is just a bunch of donut lines. Yeah, uh, Winnipeg's defense is juicy, well, and then though. yeah, Winnipeg's <laughs> defense sucks, and Montreal's defense is like, well, it's serviceable. Yeah, like there's a bunch of a bunch of solid dudes there. We'll see. I. Wow. I think either series would be certainly favorable for the Avs, but as AJ goes, wow. Do you want to break some news? Is it the news that I think it is? You're not going to like it. Yeah, it's the news that I think it is. That's okay. I kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha Mutala will be going back into the draft. Yeah. Not surprised, given that he wasn't signed, but That's real dumb. I don't. Why did you draft him? He did what he did, and he don't sign him. Let's 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 do the Toronto thing first. Uh, Let's talk about that, and then we can save this for at the end. Sure. Uh, yeah. All right, Toronto. Nick 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 Suzuki's okay. Like I think Nick Suzuki in two or three years gonna be real good, but right now. Nope. Yeah. it is. Nick Suzuki today any better than Mark Shifley, Pierre-Luc Dubois, or Paul Stasny? I don't think it's even close. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, same. <laughs> you, do you have, I guess, two solid years, let's be fair. But you're not anywhere near... The the core of forwards that Winnipeg has. Uh, in any case, first of all, is Toronto haunted? AJ, I know you believe in ghosts. Um, I mean believing in ghosts and. <laughs> Believing in like franchise curses are just little, those are a little different, right? Uh also what is what is Toronto cursed by? Like the Red Sox, it was like the curse of the babe. You know, the Cubs, it was it was the curse of the Billy Goat, right? Like it, yeah, there um, were curses in place here. What is this? The curse of incompetence? Uh maybe.
1: <laughs> the curse of choking?
0: Yeah, like this isn't a this isn't a curse. You're just bad at your jobs. <laughs> but I don't. I also, you know, I'm not an expert on hockey history, so it can't be a it can't be Dubas. This has been going on way before. Yeah. It's been going on since that dude was in diapers. <laughs> Probably before that. Is he is he forty? He might be. I don't, I don't actually know how old Dubas is. I don't do He even looks like he's 14. He's 35. Yeah. Way, way before Dubas was even a twinkle in his dad's eye. Um. Anyway, it's been, what, 14, 15 years since they their last playoff round win, even? 2004. four, six years, 17 years. then? this is this is the second time in this show that Rudo has yeah. on stream. The important lesson of do not do math like live on air. I got there in the end. 17. Thank you, chat. Much appreciated. Did you know it was 17? I'm not 17. You say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're struggling to win in the playoffs, but. You know what? Not my problem. <laughs> Never been my problem. Um on the other side of the coin I how do you not feel great about the Avs path to the finals? Yeah, so from a Colorado perspective, look, you get through Vegas. Vegas was always been sitting here as like the roadblock. Right? Like yep. the roadblock. Um, (laughs) do not do meth on the also true good advice. This is (laughs) chat, chat is killing it today. (laughs) Chat has its priorities straight. (laughs) Um, no, the like the look, St. Louis, not very good, smoked. Vegas, Vegas is hurting a little bit after a seven game series. They might, if look, if this compromised version of Vegas continues and this ends up being a short series, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. Uh and then after that, obviously you get the North Division. That's just you're looking at you're looking at Boston Islanders and Carolina Tampa. All four really good teams, different calibers, different styles, different whatever, right? And you're just going, only one. Is our look only one would not will matter to us? You take what you take in the cup finals. Yeah, like it's Highlander style. One will be standing, and then I have to go and cut his head off, and then that's how it's going to (laughs) be. That's how we award the cup now. (laughs) I trust Nathan McKinnon to cut the other guy's head off. All right, George Peros is taking notes. (sighs) George George Peros is like, oh, you cut a man's head off. Three games. <laughs> That's a week off. Oh right. So uh, yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> look if they make if they make it the a Stanley Cup finals, I'll write a script for a hype video featuring featuring that song. <laughs> we can we can do a Highlander style video. That'd be fun. <laughs> A Highlander parody for the cup finals. That'd be a good time. Just like ruin our production team's lives for a week and see how many swords they can shop into hockey players. Like can... she's already excited. You see that face? Yeah, it looks super pumped for that. She's buried and she's probably Googling Highlander right now, trying to figure out what this is what all of this means. Um
1: my high school mascot was a Highlander.
0: All right. That- that's weird. Yeah, that is a weird mascot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, good news. Uh, since people are talking about this in the chat, I got ex- uh, the approval uh, for me to travel to Canada today. Technically, that email was sent yesterday. I just didn't check it, so I got it today. <laughs> uh, so I could theoretically go to Canada to cover the EVS next series. Yes. Cause, you know, that's why I applied for it. One hundred percent was all about work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if, if they do if they have a series, would you even be uh, allowed a place to stay in Canada? <laughs> I, I, look, they're separate floors. <laughs> so. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> separate floors, all right. <laughs> Alright, i won't dig any deeper on that one yeah yeah well uh you know it's gonna be real fun everybody being super focused on our relationship for a round if that happens well we'll yeah. leave it at that uh <laughs> i want i want to actually talk about this Leafs thing okay. i think it's i think it's kind of interesting aj but wants to dig in what the hell do you do i don't know I legitimately don't know what you do with that hockey team. I (sighs) Like you have, you have a star player problem. Everybody wants to talk about heart and grit and, you know, the want to and all of that. Right. Like that's, that's always every, every hockey team's failing starts there. They didn't want it enough. They didn't have players, the right kind of players. But, like, Tyson Jost has outscored Mitch Marner in this postseason. Yeah. I mean, it. Matthews, five points in seven games. What, one goal? One goal. Arguably, I mean, N- Willie was their best player. Arguably, Alex Kerfoot was their second best player. After that, you have Jason Spezza what with do you five do? points. Like, like, what do you do? What can you do? Like, what legitimately what can you do? Like, and and like just look at the series. This series was 3-1. The first five games of this series, you take that yeah. every single time. Which is which is why I'm I'm kind of dismissing the whole JT injury thing.
1: Yeah, because no
0: that happened at the very beginning of the series, and they went up 3-1. They won games 2, 3, and 4 yeah. without him. Yeah. They arguably should have won game 6. Didn't. They almost pull off the miracle in game 5. Don't. And then they didn't they weren't even particularly competitive in game seven. No, they They completely they completely shit the bet in game seven. They watching watching them last night reminded me of what the avs looked like in game one against Calgary. Yeah. A couple years ago. Just like just going through the motions. Stuck in neutral, dude. Like no no competitive fire. No there wasn't a guy out there that was that was doing anything. Like it it's I'm not a body language expert and I usually don't like to read a lot into stuff but look at look at how Brad Marchand reacted when he scored the game tying goal. Yeah. Against the Islanders last night. Yeah. And that guy that guy has a Stanley Cup. Like that guy and he's is, just pure energy when And the- it's just right like and and the dude just it's just a bolt of lightning to him right like he's just so excited about it he wants it so but you could see how much he cares where was that with toronto and this this point from shana i made this exact point last night talking about it on discord with with some people you could see the abs play with a certain amount of joy yeah and toronto doesn't they just look miserable they don't look like they like each other. They don't look like they want to be there. They don't look like they want to play together. What do you do when that when when that has like crept into your locker room? How did the ads fix it? Because it's something that we used to see all the time here. Yeah, starting in a right about two thousand nine, up until right about November of two thousand and seventeen. <laughs> just you you saw a lot of that just throwing some random dates out there <laughs> so where you know how do you fix that how do you there's there's clearly there's clearly at, at its core there's a culture problem here yeah I mean it it has to be tough right because you talk about the culture in Colorado but you were there in at the end of 2017 the culture problem in Colorado was being covered by one dude you yeah I remember that in Toronto oh, sorry, there's 30 that. dudes in there every night no matter what yeah and the media frenzy that gets whipped up there uh, it, it would honestly it was almost like the leafs were playing like they had already lost when game seven started. Well, and, and I will tell you, I've to, I know I've told this story before, but just from a media perspective, Nazem Naz Kadri, I remember like the second or third day of training camp, him standing there at at his locker. One guy had just talked to him and we had all talked to him the day before. Like, oh, new guy, right? Yeah, of course. And then the next day we were all moved on to other things and he stood there in his locker and he just goes, is that it? And left. <laughs> Like couldn't even believe it. Yeah, such a different, such a different culture there. Where every every single thing that you do in Toronto is it's it's picked apart, and the players the players are excoriated for everything. Yep. You know, like they they, I mean, you had a you had a prominent member of the media up there making up stories about a goddamn hot dog vendor. To try and run one of the star players out of town. Yeah, but that like, created a whole temple. All right. It was, yeah, sure. But it was like it's 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 insane. It is. It's absolutely nuts. To, like that, and I don't I I don't there's no solution to that. It's not like media is just suddenly gonna be like, Well, I guess we're done covering the team because we're too mean to them. That's not gonna happen. The fans aren't going to be any less passionate, any less, any less over the top. These guys have to figure out how to succeed there. Well, and I think it's so tough because how – in in the greater media, a lot of these moments are, are cemented by who screwed up on the Leafs. Like the big moment <laughs> in this series in game six is – everybody thinks of it as the travis dermott turnover unless you're a Habs fan then it's cocky nearomi sniping but like nationally it's travis dermott fucked up and this goes back if you go back into the last handful of years every every major leaf's blue at moment seems to be the bigger narrative seems to be the leaf player that screwed up and I think about the Avs eliminations in past history. As someone who covers the Avs, my take on them are not which Avs screwed up. My takes on them are the Nino Niederreiter snipe, the Kiviranta goal, hat trick goal, and then the San Jose debacle is on the refs more than anything. But, But my point being... Somehow the media has twisted this into it being the thing that went wrong for the Leafs instead of the things that their opponents did right. And well, both are we, probably true, but I mean sometimes that happens, right? You look at you look at what the Nuggets did in the postseason last year. Sure. And the story is all about how Utah and LA collapsed with 3 1 leads. It's not that Denver came back from 3 1 leads. That's not looked at in the NBA. That's not looked at as an accomplishment for Denver, but as a pockmark against those two other teams. I think that's just a thing that that's, look, neg- I think that's a media problem, man. Negativity no, sells. I, I, if you, if you and I got on here, if you and I got on here and we were like, it was all kumbaya, the abs are super good. We would have a good following and people would like us and it would be great. That's exactly, that's mostly what we've yeah. done this year. If we got if we got on here and we just we just blasted hot take after hot take, we wouldn't have the audience that we, we do have, but it would probably be a bigger audience because people feed off of the negativity from media now i I don't disagree with what you're saying, but it feels like there are moments that get cemented in history. And far too many of the ones that come out of the Leafs side of things are portrayed in a way that Leafs bad, not opponent good. And and look, part of that is because the Leafs have the biggest media coverage of any hockey team, right? So they're going to have the overriding voice of viewing it from a Leafs lens. Yeah. But playing in a city where failure is now, let's be real, the expectation. Not the, oh, they could mess up. Failure is now, everyone is waiting on the edge of their seat to see you fail. That's hard. I mean, that is tough. So... I don't know. Yeah, I mean they obviously they have they have they have demons they have to exercise. Yep. I mean, you have to get through some of that. Yeah. But I I mean, I don't I just don't think I don't know, man. I they threw this away. Montreal is not I, a good I, hockey team. Look, I agree. Like the Leafs are not blameless here by any stretch of the imagination. But <sighs> I'm also saying, like, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of hockey players that grew up in Canada think they want to play for the Leafs. And then they play for the Leafs. Look at at all the old guys that flock there for league minimum every year because they're like, oh, I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to play in front of these fans. I've always wanted to. And now, today, Jason Spezza and, and Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons, they're all waking up. Do you think, think they still want to do you that? They really like their time there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe they did. Maybe they absolutely loved it. I genuinely don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna cast that aspersion, but I it certainly doesn't seem like the younger core is loving their time there. I'll put it that way. I, I will say just my personality when we all like are like, oh, what's what would be on your List of ten cities where you don't want to get traded to. Toronto would be on mine. It'd be real high on mine too. Yeah, it's always on mine. You could do the same thing in Sunrise, Florida, and no one would care. Well, whether you're great or that, whether you suck. Well, and that's like that's like the opposite, right? That would also be probably on mine because. Well, I wouldn't be on mine. I'd be all over that. Oh no, I would not. Mm-mm. I can go to I can go to Dallas for that and just go back home. Nah, that's true. Um, anyway, point is we my yeah, my real topic. yeah, my real focus here was what do the Leafs do? What does the organization do? You go into this offseason, what do you do? They've tried like they've worked really hard to, to balance things. You know, yeah. to balance the roster. They TJ Brody, uh, they bring in TJ Brody, they bring in Jake Muzzin. They're trying. It. I don't have the answer for that, and unless you are intimately familiar with that locker room, I don't think anyone has the answer for that. So that's just tough. I. If anyone knows what they need, I imagine the people who know best are the players in that locker room. Yeah, I... I don't know, man. I really don't. I really don't know what to do. Austin, Austin Matthews is and Mitch and Martin. Like these are these are great hockey players. Matthews shot three percent in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, and we also had this conversation last year when Toronto had like a two percent shooting against Columbus or something. But look, when it keeps happening, the, re- the reality is this keeps happening, and if every single year you're just going to be like, oh well. This guy shot 3%, and then it's a seven-game series. You're never going to have a sample size for that to work out. Yep. The reality is that you roll into the postseason. If you're a tip-top player making $11 million, you'd better goddamn well play like it. Yep. Like, watching watching all of those guys get, like, like Willie Nylander is their best. You said it, that he was their best player. Yep. He was really good. Where's that at from the other two? You know, but so much focus on the depth and this and the, those guys, those guys need to do their jobs. They need to step up. They just have to play better. I don't know. I, I don't know that there's something super magical. Yeah. I love that they call it the perfection line. And every time, every time the perfection line in Boston goes up against Colorado's top line, which is what it's just called, Colorado's top line. It doesn't have a stupid nickname.
1: <laughs>
0: Unless you go with three headed monster, in which case that's a great nickname. Uh <laughs> that line that line smokes Boston every time they match up. Yeah. All twice a year. Uh yes, they did, Nick. <laughs> yeah. I I look the difference between mitch marner and philip grubauer was three assists in round one <laughs> do you think uh do you, do you do you think that they they make the seth jones for one of those forwards move to try and further balance this out does it matter it could i we're heading into an offseason where there's a good chance jack eichel and seth jones get traded i mean look the off season would be insane but And Calgary has the possibility of blowing that whole thing up, in which case the market's going to get flooded with, like, solid players. Maybe. I mean, how many times in a row can Toronto buy the guy that has one year left on his deal? (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, that would be a you'd have to have a conversation with him, obviously beforehand, and be like, True, "Okay, sure." There's there's deeper conversation there, which I'd love to have, but we can do that in the off season. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, like, is there? Yeah, I am not a Seth Jones fan by any stretch, but you know that just because we look at a bunch of fancy stats and we see that his on ice results have taken a huge dip a front office is going to look at Seth Jones and they're going to see a 6 foot 4 right-handed D man that can play in all situations, a two-way guy and they're going to blow right through the on-ice results of this year and they're going to go somebody's going to go hard for that guy. All somebody's right. somebody's going to do something irresponsible for Seth Jones and it's going to be fascinating to see. So so chat. Maybe you're like the Leafs, right? Okay maybe you're looking at your package and you think, what do I change here?
1: I already knew it. I literally turned to Kale and say, oh, God, hold on.
0: <laughs> see, see, there's now a manscaped voice that he does. <laughs> that just ch- it just changes every yep. <laughs> time. We've, we've got this down. You've got to hide this better. Well, I don't need to hide anything, all right? And Certainly not my package to hide after it, it's manscaped There it is. (laughs) Exactly right. Go over to Manscaped. Get the perfect package 4.0. Get the new lawnmower 4.0. Get your package ship-shaped. Don't get it knocked out in the first round. You know how it goes. Uh, You can also shave any hair on your body. It's great for your chest, your beard, your hair, you name it. It's all awesome. Use code DNVR to get 20% off and free shipping with our boys over at Manscaped. Also brought to you by Hassle Cattle Company. Damn good beer. Now we got damn good beef as well. You can get their Wagyu beef burgers down at the DNVR bar. Highly recommend you get them because they are absolutely delicious. When you love them, you can go over to HassleCattleCompany.com and order yourself some meats, whatever you like, whether it be any of their Wagyu products or other steaks as well. $200 gets you free shipping if you want to go in on like a group order or something like that, so. Get on that. Use code DNVR10 to get 10% off your entire order. Two, just for kicks. And of course we have you covered with DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Uh, use code DNVR over there to get your new account signed up for amazing odds boosts. You can get different odds boost on all awesome sports every single day. So check them all out. They have sick deals when you sign up with a new account as well. I don't even know the one they're running right now because they keep changing them on me. So apologies. Uh, Here we are. All right. All right. All right, so their current odds boost when you sign up for a new account with code DNVR, uh, they are running the $1 into $100 in-site credit deal. Pick any basketball team to win. You win $100 when you bet $1. Super easy way to get yourself some sweet cash flow and bet on whatever you like going forward. Use those odds boosts. Bet on the abs if you're vibing it. Bet on the Nuggets if you're vibing it. Bet on Aaron Rodgers to come to the Broncos tomorrow if you're vibing it. Jump in. DraftKings. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out in sight. Credits. Restrictions. apply. See DraftKings.com. Slash sports. But for details, gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Sad boy hours time. <laughs> um, there was a question in here about Friday night. Friday night. I don't see it. But Oh, from Zach. He says if I was planning to come out to the D N V R bar on Friday for the Avs game, what time should I arrive to have dinner and a seat for the game?
1: Um what
0: time is the game? I believe Friday? that's the six thirty game, right? Or is that another no, that might be an eight o'clock game too. I don't actually know. I'm pretty sure it's eight, but I'm double checking. Four. I think the game four is the six thirty game. Uh yeah. It is an eight o'clock game on Friday, so I would say six. Yeah. So just the reality of this is that um, seats have been seats have been getting filled up really, really quickly on our game days. Um, so honestly, two two hours is uh, we ran we ran out of tables for game one. We ran out of tables two hours before.
1: Yeah, it was standing room only two hours before, so definitely get there early.
0: Yeah, so if it's an 8, o- if it's an eight o'clock, uh, do what you can. Yep.
1: But also make friends and don't be scared to go up to a table and talk to them because we had a few people who got there two hours early who went to the game, so they just wanted to come and get a beer real quick, and then they went to the game. So a few tables did <clears throat> open up. Yeah, But still recommend getting there early. But make yeah. friends. You might you might see someone who's like, oh, actually, we're leaving. And then you're like, oh, awesome, I got
0: this. And that's also there. a thing because there have been some groups where it's like a group of like five people are sitting in one really big booth, right? And it's like, make friends. Yeah. All right. That's kind um, of the whole point of this is that you want to do this with ad space. Yeah. As always, if you see us at intermission or pregame. Shout at us, say hello. Yeah. AJ is probably working the game. Well, not game three. That'd be, you'd have to go to Vegas for that, but. Yeah. I wish, man. Yeah. I um, wish there was, I wish there was reason to go. Yeah. Right. That'd be nice, but no locker room access. Um. Okay. So I, I'm sad about Sasha Mutala now. The end. Sorry, man. So uh, the thing that the thing that I'm I'm annoyed about is that this is f- what now several years now that they've done this where Brandon agent Yep. No real plan. Don't give him an ELC. Don't rush him to pro hockey. They take a little older guy. It doesn't go their way. Uh Who's oh, and then Luca Burzan? Luca Burzan, he, he's a year All, older, also. Now they did not sign him as of yeah. today, and which, and then yeah. you know, Luca Burzan, another guy, he's 19 years old. Uh, he wasn't 20 like Sajin was when he was drafted, but 19, no real plan there, send him back to the dub and just kind of hanging around, right? All right, and then last year, this the Swedish overage kid, yeah. Um, Niles and Niles on. Yeah. I mean, what look. are you doing here? What's the, what's, what is, what is the thought process behind something that has consistently not yeah, worked? You're on the one hand, they are late the round picks, right? So you're not like blowing up big value here necessarily, at least at the time of the pick. Um, But you're lighting these picks on fire. Yeah. You're, you're what? Go look at Brandon Sajan and what he did after he was drafted. Go look at Luca Burzan and what he did after he was drafted. Go look at Sasha Mutala and what he did after he was drafted. And what more could these kids have possibly have done to earn a contract? If you're not going to sign them after the seasons they had in their D plus ones, and in some cases they're D plus two because they're a the second time through, but whatever. Yeah. If you're not going to sign them after the years they've had, there was literally no point in drafting them because they almost, I think all of them had point per game or better seasons. Um, I, look, if the guy that they just promoted would have been as responsible for the Burzan and Mutala getting picks. all getting the WHL guys in at very least. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Those, the, the, those two guys then as, as Heppel. Yep. Although so, it would be funny to see them draft Mutala again with their sixth rounder this year. Are there, what do they have? Fifth rounder? Uh Oh, it's just no. their seventh. Their th- it? They'd have to draft them in the third or seventh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. I mean, I that would probably send me over the top if they draft him again instead of just signing him. To well, a it's deal. like, oh, we really, we really like him, but we really don't want to put him on an ELC. Um, we'd love to see where he is in two years, you know? Yeah, that's dumb, it would be stupid, <laughs> it would be funny. What else are you can do with that seventh round pick? They're just going to take a different guy who's a second second time through. Yeah, I. And look, like totally get Mutala. I was always hype on. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who can tell you, ah, I don't like this about his game. You know, down on this thing, but my point holds as I, I look up his stats. So in his D plus one, he had 67 points in 62 games with 28 goals. Uh, this year he played six games with the Eagles had one assist, played four games in the ECHL had three goals and had 20 points in 19 games when the WHL came back. And like for real, if if I'm Sasha Mutala right now, what do you say? Like, what am I supposed to do to earn an NHL contract? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to project out what their rosters, what their contracts look like next year because right now it's just such a cluster. But they have guys that are leaving. You know, they've got guys coming in, obviously. They've got a, the influx of guys coming in. But they have enough guys. Uh, Sheldon Dreis, UFA at the end of the year. Yeah, Michael Vecchioni, UFA at the end of the year. Yeah, Travis Barron and Ty Lewis, RFAs at the end of the year. That uh, they are will cut ties with. Yeah, it's it is not hard to find a spot on the AHL team for this guy. Yeah. Um, it takes me about ten minutes. Yeah, it's not far.
1: I think it's like a ten-minute Uber. Yeah, it takes around ten you minutes. Just hop
0: on, hop on Colfax and head east, and you get yeah. there really quick. It's it's like Colfax to Spear. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really not. Um, there are a lot of hotels between them that you would be okay staying on. It's not. Uh, it's a. It's not a bad drive at all. So anyway. Uh, I'm disappointed with the Mutala thing. I'm not surprised by the Burzan thing. Uh, yeah, Burzan was less surprising. It, it's still disappointing that it's the same pattern of wasting draft picks to do nothing with them. But yep, it happens. But it's disappointing because it's just like this was a guy that he he could do so many different things. He was a he's a jack of all trades guy, and his number one thing was like he just needs to get. Bigger and stronger. I mean, honestly, the Burzin and Sager, Sagen situations are almost more egregious.
1: I like, think they're worse. They're absolutely yeah.
0: look. You draft guys and don't sign them to ELCs all the time. Sure, like absolutely. every every single draft class, there's a bunch of dudes who don't deserve a contract. Like, yeah, totally. And that's that just happens. That is a like what's what's gone on with Mutal is just a thing that that happens. It's just a disappointment because you have always been. Hi, I'm a Mutala fanboy, yep. and I agreed with you after the last year, where it was like <laughs> this is easy. And, 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 but look, with Mutala, they had two years; they took their two years. They maybe they saw something they didn't like. Whatever. Yeah. Um. With Sajin and Burzan, they knew what they were getting into when they drafted them. They oh. knew they had one year left. Yeah. Of junior hockey, and then they needed to do something, and they kind of just didn't with either of them. Right. With Sejan, he was an oh they they drafted him and sent him for an actual a true overage year. Yep. And then we're like, go play in the ECHL. And they were And then they were had like had not hey. for a pandemic, they probably would have done the same thing to Burzan. And they were like, Hey, if you have a good year, we'll give you an ELC. And then he didn't. He had a terrible year in the in the yep. in the ECHL. Yep. I don't know. I just frustrating, but it, starting to see, starting to see some mock drafts. Uh, I believe the lottery is tomorrow. Yep. So uh, any, any deep thoughts on that? The, the lotto just don't, don't fill the central with top five picks. You know, Buffalo's fallen to, f- to three, I guess they can only fall to three now, but, I'm curious where Seattle gets yeah that'll be because we were just talking about it with Ken from the Simbin last week but yep.
1: how they different get, is Vegas, Vegas got
0: screwed. yeah yeah how, how different is Vegas history if they have elias Petterson you know and yeah it uh I mean potentially franchise changing stuff i know you and i are kind of down on this year's draft but being yeah. down on a draft doesn't mean there aren't stars at the top of that thing somewhere yeah well and and you know when it comes through look we've already said the abs will they the abs will have a pick uh, no higher than 28 in the first round. That is the best that they can do. Basically, for me, I'm like, just just hope that a goaltender falls. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, look, I they're going to take who they're going to take. In what is hopefully like the five days before the draft, AJ and I will crash course it, but... <laughs> Yeah, it really depends on when the season ends. Yep. Um, if it if it ends uh in a the, week, we'll have more time, but the I don't think Koso will be available at 28. That's just my hope. Dude, but he's that's... been they've been putting him in like the low teens lately. I know, like... I know. <laughs> I've been seeing some of that and I'm like, dude. <laughs> I understand this is a weird draft class, but Yikes. Some of them lists are out there, man. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think this is going to be the year where those lists we're going to see by far massive variance. You yeah, know. the the divergence in opinion is going to be huge because exposure and process and all of these things are going to be so different. The draft is going to be totally different this year. Yep, and I'm I'm glad that we really don't have to go hard at it. Like I've if if they can find a way to get rid of their third and their seventh before draft day, I'm thrilled. <laughs> Yeah, it. Uh, look, I'm. I have no doubt. When we get there, we'll do our due diligence on their first. But yep, if they still have their third, <laughs> we'll do work. We'll throw a couple names we like out there. But yeah, you know, we're not we're not doing 100 player profiles and all that stuff. Yeah, right. No, exactly. Will be, it will be it will be a different look from us. Yeah. So, you guys. All these people making the Scott Parker jokes. Like he's a he's a firefighter now. Just let him be. <laughs> let him let him do his thing. And someone made a meme of them signing Zadorov who like he can't yeah. even fight though. You know when it's like, look, he was always big, but he wasn't like a particularly couldn't, he couldn't throw him. Yeah. He wasn't useless like Nachushkin, but <laughs> You didn't ever you didn't ever watch a fight and be like Well he whooped that dude. Yeah, it was like, well, eventually he was much bigger and he got tired of throwing punches, so he tackled him. Apparently you just call up Kyle Burroughs if you want that to happen. Bro. <laughs> it's a it's a big ask, but I'll let Carl Kyle Burroughs take on Ryan Reeves. <laughs> the Avs are up 3-0 and you roll into game four with uh, the the three-o series lead. Do you maybe just no. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Look, if you can get Ryan Reeves to take that fight, I will buy you that DMVR membership. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> it's like... You're bordering on Jake Paul versus Evander Kane territory. I was, <laughs> was going to ask one of the Ken. Paul brothers up yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I, I guess we're we're wrapping up the show yeah, now. We're good to go. I'm good to go. I've got I've got some writing I want to do. Uh, I did see someone asking about Saad. The short answer is yes. The F should bring him back if he's affordable. We've talked about it a bunch of times. Go look at one of our old shows to to get more in depth on it. Yeah. Um. A recent one too, where we talked about Lance yeah, Saad it, literally like uh, last week, sometime. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Check that out. In any case. Yep. Thank you. Shayna says she'll poke him with his cane. Oh man. With her cane. That's, there you uh, go. That's uh you're really getting him. I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, like, if someone let's... pokes you with a cane, like what do you do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, all right, this is a lose lose for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is there's no way I come out of this okay. I just need to leave the situation. <laughs> All right. Thank you everybody for watching, listening, however you consume the pod. Very appreciated, all of you here. I, I see these numbers still. I know I know a lot of y'all are new. I know a lot of you are just popping in. So like and subscribe, please. It helps us out a ton on YouTube. Hopefully you guys stick around. Yeah. If you like the content, keep watching, keep following us. Uh usually we're the only ones that go live around one PM mountain, but you know, some yeah. days there's three of us yeah <laughs> keep tuning in please tune into the post game pods especially we love the vibes at the bar if you can make it down or you know check out our, our watch along second screen live shenanigans that we do on wednesday should be fun one way or another until next time we will talk to you all later